You're listening to Real Adventures, talking all things fishing, boating, and the great outdoors. For Melbourne Boat Show Docklands, October 26th to 29th, on water, off water. Free tickets and information online. And for Razorback 4x4, Australia's best four-wheel drive sea covers, with protection like no other. It's now time for All Aboard for Mildura. Unexpected, unforgettable. Start planning and find out for yourself Visit mildura.com.au. My special guest this morning is Sean Clancy, brand manager at BLA. Good morning, Sean. Morning, Pat. How are you? Going well, mate. Now, you've been on the show plenty of times before, a good friend of the show, and we love talking technology with you. It's clearly what you do with BLA, and you're at the forefront of new technologies coming in. You were in the, in the States in June, and... Mincota, what we've known as you know the the leaders in electric uh, outboards, for want of a better term, um, they're continuing to push the boundaries, mate. Yeah, the new range, um, new brushless range of motors is just unbelievable. Um, yeah, I was fortunate enough to go for the launch last year, and the power and torque of these things is just unbelievable. Um, and probably the one for the Australian market that will get everyone excited is the new Instinct, which is our new auto-stow deploy motor. Um, you know, it's from 60-inch through to 100-inch shaft length. So that might tell you a bit about the sort of boats these things will go on. So when it comes to it's – a, it's a good segue because I think for, for a long time, uh, and perhaps it was more suited to that, Minkotas and electric motors – it was an estuary-based system or a freshwater-based system that would sit on the front of a, a Vino's punt, you know, four metres in length, and, and that was sort of what people used it for. And then over the last few years, we've seen this incredible explosion with maxi-trailable boats adopting and using this technology, and it really is becoming one of those things that as we spend more and more on maxi-trailable boats, everyone puts these on. Yeah, and um, and I suppose it was when um, Minkota released their first generation of auto stow and deploy motors that it really um, the seed was planted. So for guys with cabin boats that don't really have good access to the bow, all of a sudden there was a motor that could be stowed and deployed from the cabin, um, and that's what got people thinking. And um, and I suppose the big feature was was around spot lock, the ability to anchor offshore in any depth and with a lot more accuracy than a traditional anchor which obviously you know in 20 meters of water you're putting 60 meters of rope and chain out so any slight variance of current or wind you're you have zero chance of staying exactly where you want to be um and you know where guys can be on spot lock in two three four five hundred meters of water and just sitting on literally on a dinner plate. I think um, that's a it's a great point because it's something that Aaron and I often talk about when he talks about using the anchor uh, to your advantage. It helps you catch more fish, but you need to to know how to actually use it. Once you drop it, it's not exactly where you're going to sit. You're going to move. You're going to put you know meters and meters of of anchor rope out. So you've got to uh, account for that. Then you've got to account for the tide, the drift, the wind versus this technology, it makes it, well, far better for someone like 
myself who doesn't fish as as much as I'd like, but it becomes foolproof in a sense because you hit the button and that's where you stay. Yeah, so as soon as you see a fish come out on your sounder, hit spot lock and you're over those fish. So you can do a vertical drop down, whether that be with a jig or a bait or, or anything, straight down, you know you're dropping straight on those fish because you mark them, hit spot lock, you're there. Um, whereas, and we know Port Phillip Bay snapper season's right right in swing at the moment. And, you know, those guys are going out, say, 15 to 20 metres of water, marking fish, and then they got to work out, okay, now, current's coming this way, wind's this way. I think I've got to go about 40 metres to 60 metres of that in this direction, drop the anchor, and then hopefully I'll ease back on where I, where the fish are. Very hard. The other thing that you're doing, and the snapper guys always talk about it, is you are dropping an anchor and chain and everything down to them on the bottom. So it might take a while for those fish to settle back down. If you drive over them, mark them, hit spot lock, they don't know you're there. So your chances of instantly hooking up is, is accelerated beyond measure. And the guys that are using them now, um, their catch rates are just through the roof. In terms of the, the changes that you've seen, you've obviously been in the industry for a really long period of time. The technology's improved. For, for the casual observer, when they see... Um, you know, similar ratings of, of pound thrust, um, but the, the, the changes in the torque have been such a significant improvement. They, these are far different engines than the ones that we've seen on shelves, you know, two, three, five, six years ago. Yeah, so the new brushless motor technology um, is a lot more powerful um, for the same sort of voltage demand. Um they're actually a lot more silent, which for the offshore guys isn't really important, but certainly for the inland and estuary guys, that's a major factor. Um, but the torque of these new brushless motors is, is unbelievable. In the past, guys would sort of talk about boat size and will it suit this, and we've really just pulled people up at about 7.5 metres, sort of that 23, maybe 25-foot that's kind of where we say, yeah, that's about the limit now. Um, these new motors, 35, 40 foot, let's have a chat. It's, it's pretty amazing. <laughs> so certainly anything that we can trailer in Australia, you're good to go, no problem at all. Um, and then we'll have a chat to the big moored boat guys and, and, um, and see what, uh, what we can do. What about the, the, the battery technology? Like one of the... I suppose the challenges has been um, how long these motors can function for, depending on how hard they're working. Lithium's obviously made a difference there. Yeah, so our BLA Marine Performance Lithium batteries, um, obviously massive weight saving, also um, a lot more um, a lot more amp hours per recharge cycle. So the capacity of a hundred amp hour. Um, Lithium is a lot higher capacity than an AGM. Um, and then longevity of that too. And it also has full Bluetooth monitoring. So you know you can see, oh, I've got 65% left. I'm, I'm you know, good for the rest of the day. One of the other things we've added from a battery point of view is our new DC to DC charges. So that enables you to 
charge your 36 volt lithium from your engine when you're driving. So you do a run out to a spot and you might put five, six percent back into the battery when you do that run. Um, And then you're running from spot to spot. The testing that we've done and guys out in the field using them, um, they're getting back to the ramp at the end of the day with more charge in them when they left. So that's really, it's becoming a self, a self charging system that keeps up with the actual demand um, when it's in use. So that's a massive change as well. And there's obviously um, fish finding technology that actually sinks in with the Ming coders as well, Sean. Yeah, so all the new Ming coders are network ready to hum and burn. Um, and that has quite a few advantages. One's obviously the basic controls, all the controls of the Ming coder can be done through the Hummingbird. But you can also do some pretty tricky things with our Coastmaster mapping where you can say, okay, I want to follow that contour line and I want to follow it at a given speed. So one of the things you can do is um, if it's blowing if, if it's blowing 20 knots, you can say, okay, I want to follow that contour line, but I only want to do three knots and or two knots, whatever you want to do. Um, and one of the other features, and I think this is going to be even bigger than Spotlock, is called drift mode. And that enables you to choose your drift direction and your drift speed, um, which is just going to be huge. A lot of the offshore guys, they actually quite often want to drift. Um, yes, Spotlocks certainly has its place, but in a lot of situations, you actually want to drift for a lot of bottom bouncing techniques and that sort of stuff. Um, and if the wind gets up and you're drifting faster than the current, which is pretty much what you want to do to get that vertical presentation, you want to drift with the speed of the current. When the wind gets up, we're then putting you know sea anchors out and other things out to slow us down. And then you're starting to work through your different sinker weights or jig weights to try and maintain connection with the bottom. This new drift mode will do all that electronically so you say, well, I want to go in this drift direction and I want to be at this speed. I don't want to be any quicker than this. And it'll do that for you. Does, um, that, does that help with the position of the, of the stern as well in terms of casting and multiple anglers? That's obviously one of the big challenges when you're fishing with you know, more than two people and you're drifting and moving quickly and, and wind's a factor. That's a good point, and I think what it will do is because the motor will naturally point bow into the wind, um, just because the motor's obviously going to be pulling against the wind, um, what that will enable you to do is both sides of the boat are then in play. Become visual, Because as you know, in the past, the boat would always go side on or whatever, and you try and steer the wheel so that it acts, the, the outboard acts as a bit of a rudder and you're trying to square yourself up or you're moving your sea anchor from different cleats. Yeah, you're fighting for the and, best spot on the boat to cast from. Yeah, and then there's still <laughs> only one side of the boat that's in play. Um, with this mode, both sides of the boat will be evenly in play um, because the motor's pointing straight into the wind. When it comes to the, the technology, the dealership network around the country, what, what's the best way to go about sort of investigating it further? Is it something that you can install yourself? Is it better off going to a dealer, chatting through, 
you know, what sort of fishing you do, what boat clearly you've got and, and how to make it work? I think, um, you know, in the US, if you open center consoles and that sort of stuff, it's all pretty easy to do. In Australia, we obviously have a big market of cabin boats and that sort of thing. So there's going to be fabrication work involved. Um, so you definitely, I don't think the instinct motor with the with the amount of power these things have and, you know, up to 100-inch shafts and all that, I don't really think it's a do-it-yourself kind of install. I think you need to go and see some experts. Yeah. Um, go to your Minkota store. They might have um, a local, they might have in-house fabrication or they might have an outsourced fabrication where the right bracketry or the right um, support, if that, if it was a fiberglass boat or even an aluminium boat, if it was never designed for a Minkota to be up the front, then it probably doesn't have enough glass up there or support up there for for what these things can do. So there'll be definitely some fabrication, but the beauty is in Australia, there's so many smart fabricators out there that just live and breathe this sort of stuff. Um, I like the idea of the, and we've seen it a few times, and our friend Bomber did it where the, Min coders mounted above the bowsprit, so there's still room underneath for the anchor and everything. And then above that, the, the min coder gets mounted above that on the bow on the bowsprit, just above the bowsprit. I really like that idea, um, and I think it would suit a lot of Aussie boats. It's obviously we were chatting off air. It's one of the things that's similar to the the increase in size in sounders and fish finders now that manufacturers were forced to change dash, dash layouts and sizes yeah. to accommodate new technology. It's got that similar feeling, doesn't it, with, with these min coders that manufacturers now will adopt new technologies and, and design their hulls uh, and their stainless work to accommodate you know, the, the technology that everyone now wants on their, on their trailer boats. Yeah, and I think that they definitely need to. And and what we've seen, you know, we've we've sent out a lot of um, CAD designs and things to our um, Australian and New Zealand boat builders, um, so that they can design their boats and change their boats to accommodate these motors. Um, you know, every time we think we're um, hitting the top of the curve of this sort of product, then um, you know, a bigger motor or something else comes <laughs> out, and it just gets opens up. There's so many guys with eight meter to eleven, twelve meter boats that we've turned away in the past that are now just going to be frothing to get one of these new ones fitted to their boat. I bet they are. If you want more information on the Min Code range, the Hummingbird Range, bla.com.au is where to go to do your research. Sean Clancy, our special guest on Real Adventures this morning. All for all aboard for Mildura. Unexpected, unforgettable start planning and find out for yourself. Visit mildura.com.au.